Hello, and welcome back to the Riley Breakfield Show. It's me, Riley Breakfield, also known as my street name, Titties. That's what's up. If you're watching this on YouTube, shout out. If you're listening to the podcast, go check out the YouTube. I just made a YouTube video, I think. And if you're listening to the audio and you're like, oh, I might go check it on YouTube and you can't see it, that's because I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, point blank, end of story. Let's get into today's show. We've got a couple news articles I want to hit. Um, my love-hate and then my conspiracy theory of the week, college football games, top 10 that I love, top 5 NFL games, and then we'll go from there. Yeah? How does that sound? It sounds fucking amazing. First bit of news here. Started off hot. Emi Aduku. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Apologies if I didn't say it correctly. I didn't mean to. He just got a one-year suspension for sleeping with a former staffer. Which I get, you know, that's not a good look on the company that the Austin Celtics are. They are still a company and a business. I understand the look of that. And it's cheating. I mean, he cheated on Nia Long. And if you're not hip to the black culture like I am, and you're white way out there, you don't understand that. That's like cheating on Margot Robbie. You should be hung. Well, I can't say that. that's fucked up. That's It's just fucked up. Like, what are you doing? Point blank kind of story, he gets a one-year suspension for sleeping with a staffer, but a lot of people on the internet, you know, are comparing all sorts of things. The coverage that it got for it today compared to what Brett Favre got is quite unfair. It's ridiculous. Brett Favre stole from people. He stole from the poorest people in the country. That's fucked up. Emi Adoku cheated on his wife with someone within the building. Regardless of that fact, it's it's not fair that he's getting a one-year suspension. The son's owner, who did all of that fucked up shit that I talked about last week, he got the same one-year suspension. Deshaun Watson, totally two totally different leagues here. But Deshaun Watson gets suspended 11 games for sexual misconduct and fucking 20-some civil fucking court cases. But Emi Adoko gets a whole one-year suspension for consensually, that's the big word here, consensually having a relationship with somebody. That's fucking ridiculous at the end of the day, dude. It's it's unfair. It's bullshit. It, I don't even understand it. I can't even, I don't have words for it because it's so fucking stupid. The fact that he has a one-year suspension for that, come on. A lot worse shit people have done and they've gotten a lot less. It's unfair. It's ridiculous and it's fucking quite disgusting, honestly. But whatever, you know. Can't do nothing about it. I I just think it's unfair. I, I don't agree with the decision by the NBA or the Celtics whoever did it. I, it's just ridiculous to me. I don't know. But maybe it sets a precedent for the future, you know, when somebody does something that they probably shouldn't do. Like, yes, he shouldn't have done that. I'm a, I'm huge against cheating. Cheating is disgusting. It has no, no place in this world either with someone or you're not. End of story. But I hopefully it sets the precedent moving forward for when other shit happens that people get the correct punishment that they deserve for it that's all you can hope for at the end of the day at the end of the day the story has happened he's got a one-year suspension nothing's going to change you just hope that it sets a precedent and things go in the right direction in the future but whatever um a couple good games were going on this evening i'm looking for my water bottle sick sorry sorry just a little going off the rails there but a couple good games tonight it's steelers browns in the nfl um Steelers' offense is horrible. Everyone knows that. Their whole fan base wants Matt Canada fired. They can drink of water. Oh, that's good. Um, he, Matt Canada is awful. He can't call the offense worth shit. When they were running up tempo, their offense actually looked good, though. They looked like they were getting shit done. It was quite miraculous and quite awesome to see, honestly. But 
<clears throat> Browns won. Jacoby Brissett is probably one of the most underrated backup quarterbacks the NFL's ever had. I mean, he did decent when he was with the Colts. He won two games last year for the Dolphins. I mean, he's probably going to keep the Browns in a good spot. I mean, yes, it's a lot more of a loaded roster than what he's used to playing with, but I mean, he's getting a job done. He's probably going to finish out the year with a above 500 record on this year, you know, so he's doing awesome. I love to see it. Browns did up one in 23-4-17. Steelers got a field goal there at the end, but it was a pretty good game. Nothing too crazy. Steelers offense sucks, but Nothing new there. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, a little rivalry game there. You know, if you're familiar with geography, they're right next to each other, state-wise. Um, West Virginia ended up winning. But the one thing that I – the takeaway that I've had from West Virginia this year is I wish Neil Brown was a better decision-maker because this team could realistically be 4-0. Yes, Pitt's good. Yes, Kansas is really good. We'll talk about them later. But he, this team has a really good chance right now of being 4-0. It's just stupid decisions that Neil Brown has made has literally cost them games. If his decision-making was better, they'd be 4-0, probably ranked within the top 20. I mean, they, they have a ton of weapons on offense. Their defense makes plays when it needs to. They're just an all-around fun team and a team I like to root for. I've always liked West Virginia. But this year especially, I love JT Daniels. I love Bryce Ford Wheaton. CJ Donaldson's a fucking stud out of nowhere. Is it Devin or Devontae Stills? on defense, whatever. West Virginia was a really good team this year, and it really sucks that Neil Brown's decision cost decision making has cost them two games this season. But what are, what are you gonna do? You know? Some crazy news coming out of Utah last weekend. Um one of the female um students students there um said that if they lost to South Dakota State she was gonna go detonate the nuclear reactor. Luckily she was taken into custody before all that happened. Utah did end up winning. They killed him, but that's like straight out of like a, some 80s movie. Like I can see that kind of shit happened in like Stranger Things. Stranger Things Season 6. Some random bitch hit the nuclear reactor. So there it is. Duffer Brothers, write that. Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, he played for the Jazz, just got traded to the Pistons. You know, makes the Pistons a lot better of a team, I think. A lot more fun team to look out for there. They're not, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're definitely a team to watch out for. They have a lot of talent, a lot of, a lot of young guys, though. That, that's my, what cost them at the end of the day, you know. And then my school, LSU, got hit with some uh, probation violations for a former coach that was here over Coach O's time. But, you know, I just don't get why, why punish the current staff. I, I still have never got the probation stuff, like, Yes, I understand it was within the athletic department, all that stuff kind of, but it's like why why are we punishing the current coaching staff when they had nothing to do with it, I guess? I've never understood it. I mean, it's happened in the past like with Ohio State and stuff, like when they got land when they could have been a playoff team, like it's just it's all just bullshit to me. I don't I don't get it and I think it's I think it's unfair. But whatever, you know. And now for our talking about actors part of the show, Johnny Depp is with his lawyer. Not the one you wish it was, but still the lawyer. Dirty dog. Depp's back in business, baby. Now, this next part isn't really a news article, and it's not really the main focus of my show. It's just something that I kind of is on my mind, and I, I really want to talk about it. You know, maybe clip this out, put on put on TikTok, get fucking popular, all that shit. But there's a lot of talk about this year's upcoming quarterback draft class. You know, it's loaded with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Tanner McKee, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Devin Lear, Tanner McKee. Tanner Van Dyke, Sam Hartman, Jaron Hall, Jake Hayner, and Hendon Hooker. That's what a lot of names. A lot of those guys are projected to be first round. You know, some might come back, yada, yada, yada. But, like, looking at this year's teams, I don't really see who's going to – there's a couple. I'll go through a list here in a sec. 
there's a couple that I think might be in the market for a quarterback early up. But there's a couple that you're like, why would you waste a first round pick for a quarterback that I, when you have a good option as it is right now? First up, like Texans. Davis Mills, I really like Davis Mills, and their roster is okay. I mean, the fact that they're they haven't won a game, but they're tied one. They're one lost lost one game and tied another. I personally personally really like Davis Mills. I think if they end up at the bottom of this at the season and start up top ten draft pick, which more than likely they will, why why waste a pick that high on a quarterback when you don't necessarily need a quarterback in their situation? I think Davis Mills can be the guy. He's done well the past two years. Keep him, build out the roster around him, you know, maybe get some wide receivers, get him a little bit more help on offense. The team could be so much better, you know? Maybe even improve the offensive line, something like that. Just simple like that. Another team people are talking about, Colts. I mean, they're a legit option, but I don't think that they, they take a quarterback that early. I mean, Matt Ryan's a very good option. The team has struggled this year. The offensive line is supposed to be one of the best in the league, has had some issues. So it's kind of a toss-up in the air, but same thing. Why would you waste a pick like that when you can maybe get somebody else, a young buck, to come in and improve your defense? Another target for Matt Ryan to throw to. Why would you waste a pick that high for them? The Giants, another perfect example. 2-0 right now, but everyone knows they don't really have the talent. Brian Dayball's done amazing. They've won two games. They're in a good spot right now, but at some point I do expect them to fall off. But if they don't, what if they don't? Are they going to waste a pick? You know, that hurt. That early on in the first, maybe second round for a quarterback when Daniel Jones maybe has a good year, throws for 3,000 yards, maybe 20 tutties, maybe only 10 to 15 INTs. Like, that's still high, but a little bit of improvement, you know, better decision-making all around. The offense looks great. Why ruin that? Why not just build upon that? Why get in Daniel Jones' heads? Because that's that's a situation that happens a lot, I think, that people don't really think about. you got to think that when the new young buck comes in, they – they're looking to take your job. Everyone's looking to take your job no matter what position. But quarterback, the most important one on the field, by far, you don't want to fuck with their head at all. Like, I don't know. I'd be surprised if the Giants have a good year if they go in that direction. Another team that's a perfect example, one and one right now, the Lions. Jared Goff has done great. I mean, they're the only team, well, I think the Bills might be up there now, but I said it last week, they're the only team averaging 35.5 points per game. That's a high-ass fucking number. For the Lions, a team that does have tons of offensive talent, does have a lot of talent on the defense, but same thing. People don't expect them to be a playoff team, but if they do, why change it up? Even if they're in the middle of the pack, why would you go and draft a quarterback when you can keep improving their roster when Jared Goff is good enough to get to a Super Bowl? Because he has done it. He did it with Sean McVay, and yes, I think Sean McVay is probably a better play caller than Dan Campbell, and that roster was a lot better, but that this Lions roster is very good, and they're a very underrated roster, and I don't think people realize that. I would love to see them keep faith in Jared Goff because I'm a Jared Goff guy. So don't fucking draft quarterback high lines. Please, for the love of God, don't do it. Just keep building that roster. And then if Goff falls off, then take one. That's your best option. Another team sticking that division, the Vikings. They definitely might be looking at a quarterback, you know. I mean, everyone knows Kirk Cousins isn't the answer long term. I mean, he still does have a big contract. You know, primetime Kirk is a fucking problem. He sucks ass when it comes to those big games like that. But he's good enough, and this offense is good enough with tons of talent. Defense has tons of talent. Same thing, though. Why would you waste a pick so high on a quarterback when you can build up that roster and take that next step next year, maybe make the playoffs, maybe even go to a Super Bowl because they have that much talent on offense, especially, you know? Panthers, that's a big question mark. A lot of talk. Matt Rule's probably leaving for college soon. 
I mean, even if he turns it around, I think he leaves. I would be very surprised. People are calm. People know what he did at the college level. He built Temple. He built Baylor back up from the ground. I mean, he's a good co- he's a good college coach, and that's college and NFL. It's completely different. Everyone knows that. But you know, and it really depends if he sticks around and he wants a new quarterback. They draft one. New head coach comes in and they don't like Baker or Sam or PJ Walker or whoever. They want to go in a different direction. They might go quarterback. They're the only one where I'm like, I would be surprised if they didn't go quarterback in the first round. But also not, you know. The Bucks, I think that they're going to be looking for for an option. You know, Tom Brady is he's looked okay. I mean, but then again, it's like why would they waste a pick on a quarterback? They might take one. But their, their roster is so good. Their defense is so fucking good. Their defense is probably the best in the league. Why would they hamper that? Why not build upon that? Why not make it better for everyone involved? You know what I mean? So I don't know. They're a toss-up. The one that I think is a definite, though, has got to be the Seahawks. Unless Geno Smith or Drew Locke like, really show that they're long-term, like the next three to five years, an option, then I don't say you do. But... I don't know. I'd be really surprised if they didn't take quarterback. Their roster is really good. They do have holes like just everyone else, but it might be time for a new option, you know? So we'll see about that one. That's that's my only legit option, though, I would say. And now, moving on to my one love, one hate segment. This week, we are loving on moms. My mom is coming in this week. She's coming to visit us for a couple days. Super excited. I haven't seen my mom in a couple months. Nothing like mom. Nothing like, you know, hugging your mom, talking to your mom. Your mom's always there. One of the first people you always go to when you're having problems with anything. Shout out moms, all the single moms, the working moms, whatever you are. Just shout out moms. Loving on moms. There's nothing like a mom. My wife treats me like she's my mom sometime, and I like it. I like to be babied. I don't know what it is, but that's just how it is, man. And I'm hating this week. I'm one of the most annoying things in all of the land. Bad drivers. People that cut you off. People that go really slow. Like when it's 25, they're going 25 and it's and at 45. I want to shoot you in the tires and have you wreck. I mean, that's a little vulgar, I would say. But that's how much it pisses me off. Or when the light's orange and they're not already sitting at that intersection and they don't turn. Like, who's. You're a loser if you don't do that. You're a fucking. Look at. You're a loser if you don't do that fucking grinds my gears man but because earlier tonight i had i had struggling today on what to do with my one one hate segment and i was like what could it be what could it be what could it be and then a bad driver fucking pissed me off man he's going so slow i was like you know what that's what i'm talking about tonight because it fucking pisses me off when people are stupid when they're driving it's like people don't take driver's ed anymore it's literally like a bunch of slugs out there just because they're all stupid dude it's ridiculous and now my, for my segment, Conspiracy Theory of the Week, I'm going to be honest with you guys, this one's basic again like last week. I didn't do enough research. Like I said earlier, my mom's coming to town. I've been busy today just trying to trying to get our house ready, you know, getting everything ready for my mom just so she has a good time and she's comfortable and all, all that shit like that. But I don't think the JFK assassination was done by Lee Harvey Oswald. There's no way in hell. Absolutely zero. All the evidence points to there's is inside job. Everyone knows that. There's so much things going on. He's getting rid of all the CIA and just the list goes on and on and on. And I wish I would have done more research for you guys if you're actually invested in this segment. And so I can give you all the stuff that I, I've read and I've looked into. I don't have it off the top of my head and I'm sorry. But I promise I'll be better. But just I just don't think that was him. There's no way that one man did that. And I saw this crazy thing. I wish I could. I was trying to find it actually about JFK and Abraham Lincoln and how many similarities their uh, assassinations had. 
and it honestly made me wonder. I was like, are we going to have one? Not this year. I'm not saying nothing about assassinated president. It's just it, history repeats itself. I, they happened about the same time. I'm pretty sure they both happened in 63 or not. I don't know. Whatever. They both happened about the same time. Guy with three names killed him. Like all the shit, all that stuff. It all lined up perfectly. And I was like, damn, if that happens in like 40, 50 years. Yeah, it'd be about 40 years. Holy shit. Damn. That's crazy. If that happened about 40 years from now, I would be like, wow. And if somebody with three names killed him, wow. And was you know the you know the moms today, they give their kids like 20 names, so it might be wrong. But who knows? But that's just how the world is, baby. You know what I mean? Just people out here killing people and kids being named weird fucking names. That's all I gotta say. Okay. I said on Monday I went four and sixteen in college football last weekend. And I, I always try to find the 10 games that I find the most interesting. doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to bet on them. But I found 16 games today, and I was like, oh, these were the games I love. So I had to cut it down to 10. I'm not going over 10 just because there's only 10 that really can shine the spotlight. When just looking at the board, I was like, ooh, that'd be a good game. Ooh, that'd be a good game. Ooh. But then I was like, no. Sat back, realistically thought about it all, and here we are. So first up, Maryland, Michigan. Michigan's a bunch of fucking frauds. I don't think they're that good. They've played a weak-ass fucking schedule. They lost so many people on defense. J.J. McCarthy hasn't even played real fucking teams. He's only done a little bit of, little bit of what, like, clean-up clean work? Like, maybe that? I don't think he's that good. Maryland has an awesome offense. I love Maryland. I've put, I put Maryland above Michigan in my preseason rankings on the blog that I did about them. And when I put a little re- rankings out, I was doing a little bit of a troll job, but I do seriously think that Maryland is better than Michigan. Their offense is better defensively, I mean, it's just going to be a lot of points. I am only taking the over on this one at 64.5, but I, part of me wants to throw Maryland in a parlay. I'm thinking about doing a little money line underdog parlay special. Check that out. If you're listening right now, check for it later today, or maybe I'll post it on Saturday. About five teams that I really like money line that many people won't. I mean, the odds they hit, probably slim to fucking none, but here we are. We're out here fucking living, bro. But I think Maryland will upset Michigan. I'm just calling it now. I'm probably try to clip that if I can, if I can figure out this shit and just get it out there, you know. See what I can do for the people. Probably one of the biggest games of the weekend has to be Clemson versus Wake Forest. Clemson's ranked fifth. Wake Forest is twenty first. Wake Forest had a really good year last year. I don't remember if Wake Forest beat them or not. But Sam Hartman's a stud. I love Sam Hartman. Clemson's had a lot of issues offensively. Defensively, that's probably one of the best units we've ever seen. Tons of talent. They're they fly around. They're awesome. But the question's gonna be: Can this defense slow down Wake Forest? Because if they can't, can Clemson's offense actually score? And when they begin to not score, when does Klubnik or whatever the hell his name come in? So I I really like this one. Wake Forest is another team that I really love this year. So this game I'm going Wake Forest money line because Wake Forest is gonna win the game. All right. Easy does it. Florida-Tennessee, another top 25 matchup. I mean, Rocky Top's going to be rocking this weekend. Game day is going to be there. Barstow College Football Show is going to be there. It's going to be an insane environment. Going to be a really good game, I think. Tennessee is probably going to put up a lot of points like they do. Florida, see, I'm taking the over here at 61.5. But I'm worried about Florida because I don't know how much faith I have in Anthony Richardson. He can't fucking pass the ball. Has not done a touchdown pass. Anthony Richardson was one of those names I named earlier for the quarterbacks, and everyone's saying first-round draft pick, first-round draft pick. Hasn't thrown a touchdown pass now in three games. Does he throw one this weekend? If he doesn't, dude, 
his draft stock has to plummet. It has to. I mean, I know touchdowns aren't everything, but like still, he's not making those big throws then, right? He's not making those goal line decisions, the red zone decisions, throwing short little passes. He's just a runner. Like, yes, that can be effective, but a difference between being a runner in college football and a runner in the pro NFL is a huge, huge, huge difference. I mean, Lamar is able to do it because he's he's just he's him. But like, I'm trying to think of somebody else who like had a good. I mean, think about Joe Burrow. He did pretty awesome running in college. He ran a lot of big plays. He does it every now and then, but he's nothing like he used to in college. You know, there's just a difference between being a running quarterback in the NFL and college, and it's a, it's a pretty massive, pretty massive one. Got another top 25 matchup this week: Arkansas, Texas A&M at the Cotton Bowl Classic. I mean, should be a good one. Last year was quite the Quite the scene. Arkansas upset Texas A&M. Kind of got them on the right track. Kind of got everyone talking about them. Next week, Texas A&M goes and beats Alabama. You know, like that whole shebang. Arkansas has beat decent teams, though. They've beat some pretty good opponents, but teams that aren't really that great. South Carolina, Cincinnati haven't looked great since their games that they played. And Texas A&M, if Max Johnson can figure out the offense this week, their defense is so good. That they can keep them in. I mean, App State beat them by only scoring 17 points. Texas A&M beat themselves because they couldn't score. Point blank, period. Send it in the mail. That's all I got to say about that, you know. I do think Texas A&M wins. I'm taking Texas A&M minus 2.5. I think they win by 3 to 10, possibly. I I really do like Max. I mean, he was an LSU guy last year. I really liked him, and I, I know the kid can throw. I think this is going to be one of those games where it kind of might be a barn burner. Arkansas can score some points, but I think Texas A&M wins. So, and I just didn't like the over. I don't even remember what it was, but I just I looked at it I was like garbage, you know. And then USC, Oregon State, um, whose defense steps up? Um, USC's defense isn't very good. Oregon State's isn't very good either. Oregon State scored quite a few points past couple of games they've played. I think this is kind of a trap game for USC. I mean, there's not there's the competition in the Pac-12 this year is a lot better than I think a lot of people realize. There's a lot of really good teams. I mean, Washington showed that. Utah's still really good, I think. UCLA's okay. I mean, Washington State's good. Oregon State is showing that they're good. I mean, they're still undefeated. So this is a battle of 3 no teams right now. I just think this is a trap game for USC. They're going up there to Corvallis, right? Sorry. Yeah, Corvallis. And I really think this is going to be a good game. But you know what? Fuck it. Oregon State money line. That's three different money line underdogs. I'm telling you right now. And I'm telling you, they're going to throw, get thrown in a parlay, and you're going to fucking bet it, and you're going to fucking hit it. But, you know, that's just, that's just how it is, baby. Take a drink of water. Hold up, hold up. I would edit me drinking out, but I'm too stupid. I don't really know how to do that yet. I'm just getting started. This is like episode 10, dude. You know, cut, cut a brother some breaks. <sighs> Damn, I really don't know how to talk. I slur my words, and I forget letters, and whatever. Kansas, Duke, three no teams, two basketball schools. I think whoever wins gets ranked. Yep, one will be four and zero. I mean, you can't ask for a better record. You can't ask for a better resume from Kansas. I mean, they beat better competition than Alabama has. Alabama beat Texas. Kansas has beat West Virginia, who looked really good tonight. They beat Houston, who yes, Houston's lost two games, but Houston is still a really good team this year. Probably gonna still win the American. You know, they just had a couple games slipped up. I mean, Daner Holgerson, he's gonna get them boys right. I know he will. I know he will. Just, I think it's going to be an unreal environment there. And both offenses are putting up a lot of points, especially Kansas. Kansas has been tearing it up this year. Jalen Daniels is a stud, dude. 
over 65 and a half. I mean, if I had to eat some pasta about it, I would eat a lot of pasta about it. That's how much faith I have in it. Do I look like someone who eats pasta? Yeah, I do. I'm fat as fuck. So you know what I would do? I'd double down. I'd put the rent on it. And I would tell my old lady, hey, baby, you're either getting a brand new purse or we're not paying the bills because this fucking over needs to hit. And it's gonna. 65 and a half. Easy money. Take it. Write it down. Write it Write it the fuck down right now. If you're listening to me, if you're looking at me, you're staring at me, write it down. Kansas Duke over 65 and a half. Put it in the mail. Send it. Lick it. Like that. Like that. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. I'm getting weird, man. It's fucking edible be getting me. You know what I mean? Notre Dame, North Carolina. Another big test for North Carolina. I mean, we've seen so much offensive explosion from them this year. They score a lot of points. You know what? Notre Dame is a little bit better defensively, a lot better defensively than what they've faced, I'd say. Notre Dame does have a good defense. I mean, that's the reason they were somewhat in that Ohio State game. That's why they barely lost to Marshall. I mean, it kept them alive against Cal last weekend. But just like that, can Notre Dame get moving in the right direction? I mean, you finally got to win this year. Finally shake that off. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. But North Carolina is not a team that's just going to lay over and die. There's a lot of fucking talent there. The defense is bad, but the defense does have some talent there and guys that could make plays. Might be the week they step up. You never know. But offensively, if Notre Dame's defense doesn't show up on Saturday, North Carolina's going to torch them, dude. Like, bad. And it's UNC minus one and a half right now. Two points. The Tar Heels to beat them by two points? No. Tar Heels beat them by 20. Dude, I'll bu- minus 19 and a half. Put it down. Don't put it down. That's dangerous. But I think that's an easy, easy win for uh, the Tar Heels there. Minnesota, Michigan State. It's a real big bounce back spot for the Spartans. Going against a really good Minnesota team. I mean, they got one of the best running backs in the country, Muhammad Ibrahim. The guy's a fucking animal, dude. Basically, what makes that offense run. Tanner Morgan is a veteran quarterback. He's been around the program for about six years now. Really good team. Minnesota is probably the best team in the Big Ten West. More than likely going to be coming out of that division. They're going to roll over Michigan State. I think I think Michigan State had a bad week last week. They might show up. I mean, they are at home. That's a big key for them. But I really, 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 really would be surprised if Minnesota doesn't win this game. And Minnesota is even favored. I mean, Minnesota minus three and a half. I'll take it. You know what I mean? So. Just how I see it, baby. Just how I see that boy, baby. You know what I mean? Um, Missouri versus Auburn. Auburn obviously got embarrassed by Penn State last week. And I think this is the game that sends it over the hill and Brian Harson gets out the door. I think their third string quarterback starting, like, it's bad, dude. It's really bad for Auburn. But they're favored somehow. I mean, I know that team has some talent, but I still think Mizzou is in a better spot right now. I think this is one of those games where Harson's just feeling all that pressure. Everything's going to come crumbling down. Third-string quarterback, I mean, he's a horrible coach as is. So it's easy, 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 easy Missouri plus 7.5. I would be very surprised if Missouri loses this game. But I could see Auburn winning, but I think Missouri will at least keep it close, you know. So, And last game of the week that I want to talk about here is Baylor-Iowa State. Both these coaches, Dave Aranda and Matt Campbell, their names are all over the Nebraska job. But everyone's saying they're big-time favorites, going to get it. Matt Campbell's like on the top three, I think they said. Trevor Alberts, the Nebraska AD, even said that. <laughs> I honestly think if Matt Campbell wins this game, Iowa State's 4-0, and they keep, 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 keep climbing, 
I would be so surprised if Matt Campbell left. If he finishes Iowa State out at nine and three or ten and two, do you really, really think he's going to walk away from a program that he's already built up to just go start all over again and build that up from the ground up because Nebraska's like a Mac school because they're so fucking beat down? They're like a set. They're like one of fucking Michael Vick's puppies, dude. Sad. They're a sad fucking, sad fucking program. But Baylor's really good, man, and I think you know Baylor could win this game, and that's why I'm taking Baylor money line. Um, just because I have a lot more faith in Dave Aranda, and I do think Iowa State is good, but I do kind of, I see all that hype I just said. There is a, there's negative to it. I could see all this getting in Matt Campbell's head right now. I could see him just being like, you know what? Maybe Nebraska does sound sweet. More money. I mean, his name's been floated around for for damn near every big job that's came open lately. So it's maybe it's fun, time for him to finally get that payday. But like I said, I could see it going either way, dude. Iowa State wins this game. They could be on the right path the rest of the season so Baylor money line though Baylor Wake Forest Maryland and Oregon State so that in a parlay probably pays ridiculous oh pop my jaw sorry people top five NFL games of the week Raiders and Titans 0-2 no team that has gone 0-2 has ever made it to the playoffs Never happened. So one of them is going to go 0-3. But the crazy thing to me is that I tweeted this out after last Sunday. Raiders, Titans, and Bengals all 0-2. They're not going to make the playoffs. Three teams that made the playoffs last year were the top five seeds last year. But they're not going to make the playoffs this year? That's a big stretch, but I could see it happening. You know, the, ACs, the, the AFC is loaded with teams this year. But I don't know. I'm really, really riding the Raiders on this one. They just feel like they're in a better place to me. I mean, they lost to the Chargers by like a touchdown, and they lost that shitty game to the Cardinals. I just would really be surprised if they lose this one. I'm taking Raiders minus two. So I just think they'll cover that pretty easily. Now probably the game of the week has to be Bills versus Dolphins. Has to be. I mean, Dolphins just had a crazy week last week. Bills are still fucking balling out like they always are. But that stat, I don't know if you're familiar with this stat, Tua Tagovailoa, or just the Dolphins in general, they have beat. When a quarterback has an O at the end of his and is not in the end in his last name, the Dolphins beat him. If say Josh Allen, no O, they're gonna lose on Saturday or Sunday. Gosh, dude, I'm so sorry, people. I'm not knowing how to speak today. Not knowing how to speak. Yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Jesus Christ, you think I was born in West Virginia, about in the backwoods, because my my cousins fucked. <laughs> like, I'm a retard. No, I'm not. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sweet, sweet boy who loves sports. Yeah, okay. But it's going to be a hell of a game, I think. I'm just kidding. Dolphins aren't. Dolphins are fucking frauds. They're a bunch of fucking frauds. Bills are going to win easy. But I do like the over. 51.5, that just seems too easy. You know, I think both teams score at least four touchdowns possibly, maybe even more. Open up my Zen. Sorry, guys. Same thing, editing. I know, I know, I know. Packers-Bucks, though. Probably another close one for game of the week. Packers one and one, Bucks two and zero. Oh. Bucks defenses look good. The Packers defenses look pretty good as well. Both offenses have been kind of really slow. I mean, the Packers stepped it up on Sunday, but they still only scored twenty four points. So it's gonna kind of be: Are the Packers getting that? You know, they're starting to get that chemistry at the wide receiver position. The Bucks starting to improve. You know, get things going. I mean, Julio was out last week, but I don't know. We'll see. I I think I'm gonna go. Uh, 
the best bet is Bucks money line for me. I just it's not gonna pay a lot, but you know maybe throw out one of your parlays. I just don't know how to bet this one. I could see points. I could see no points. I could see Packers blowing it out. I see the Bucks blowing it out. It just it goes every single way, but the fucking right way for me. It's like it's you know it's just it's like a squid. It's got eight fucking or an octopus. Yeah, squids only have like nothing. It's like an octopus, dude. It's just going eight different ways, and I'm like, what the fuck, you know? It's like when I was in college and I was partying all the time and like classes and drugs and alcohol. It was like eight different ways, and I was just getting fucked by every single one. That's how I see this game going. Um, but I don't know. I'm rooting for the Packers, I guess. I don't know. Tom Brady kind of looks weird these days. He looks really skinny. Kind of looks like a skeleton almost, like. Half the man he used to be, you know, that's what happens when your wife leaves you, I bet. I think about this all the time. If my wife left me, I would probably just become like a tortoise. I wouldn't get out of my shell. I'd probably just sit in my house, get all fat and juicy, and then probably just slowly eat myself to death because I would be miserable, you know. I just love my wife that much, I guess. Um, but 49ers, Broncos, next game, Sunday Night Football. That one's going to be pretty good, I bet. Jimmy G's team now going up against fucking that high school football coach, Russell Wilson. I don't know if you're familiar why I said that, but uh, he there was a clip of him over last on uh, last Sunday's game, telling the guys on the sideline to uh, tell the defense run or pass. He was going, run or pass, run or pass, guys, come on, speak up, run or pass. Like, dude, come on. These are grown-ass men, and they have to listen to this fucking 12-year-old tell them what to do. Shut the fuck up. But 49ers minus one and a half, I'm taking it. Mostly because the Broncos' offense has been pretty shitty this year. And last game, Lions and Vikings both one and one. Like I talked about earlier, I love the Lions. I think the Vikings have a bounce back spot, especially because, you know, primetime Kirk sucks. I feel like the offense explodes on Sunday. Lions keep exploding. The over is only at 52 and a half. It's fucking put the. It's, sign an executive order, Mr. President, because send that to the fucking rest of the world that they need to take that fucking bet. That's how good it's going to be. But, uh,. I just love the points in that one. I hope it's a great weekend. I get to spend time with my mom. And then next week, I get to spend time with my mother-in-law. Life is good. You know, hopefully we win these bets. Hopefully my podcast blows up. Hopefully you follow me. Like, share, subscribe. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Follow, like, share, subscribe. Follow, like, share, subscribe. Send it to your parents. Send it to your grandparents, your aunties, your uncles. And send it to that degenerate gambler who needs a little bit of good luck in their life to win a fucking bet just like I do. Let's have a good weekend. I love you for now. Your boy Titties is out.